The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What is good, everybody? Welcome to TGI Football here on the SB Nation NFL Show. A reminder before we go any further that this show is presented to you by our friends at DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. As noted, this is the SB Nation NFL Show. You can subscribe to us wherever you get your podcasts, Apple devices, Spotify, whatever you can watch us on the SB Nation NFL YouTube channel, our Twitter page, our Facebook page. We make ourselves very, very accessible for you to hear my beaten, battered voice. My name is RJ Ochoa from SB Nation's Blogging the Boys. I am, in fact, fighting a cold because I have a two-year-old, and that's life with them, apparently. Um, not joined by my normal co-hosts, both Steven Serta and Brandon Lee Gowden, both of full uh, health, thank God, I think, but just out because they're playing hooky. Uh, in in their stead, we needed one person to have the strength of two, uh, which is why I went to Justice Mosqueda of SB Nation's Acme Packing Company. Justice, thank you so much for joining TGI Football this week. Absolutely. Happy to be back. How sick do I sound? You've heard me. Um, you know, uh, not, yeah. <laughs> I was going to ask, but then I was like, I know. It, I actually think I sound worse. Like I, I have felt this bad, like the way that I think I sound um, at some points in the week, but I'm at a point now where the the voice like range is just stuck even though i think i'm feeling better so um it is what it is uh justice we are going to recap thursday night football as we do every week here on tgi football we're going to do our pick three segment which is brought to you by DraftKings. we're going to preview all of the games to come in week 10 we've made it to week 10 do you consider this the halfway point or the second half of the season i guess yeah for sure i mean we're at least half. there's fewer than 20 weeks right it's like 20 well, weeks, including the Super Bowl and everything. So, Well, there's 18 regular season weeks, and right. we've played nine. So, like, not every team – like, there's – the symmetry of 16 games is over, which sucks. Um, so, like, some teams have played eight games, some teams have played nine, whatever the case may be. Were you aware before Thursday night of the uh, the quarterbacks for this week's primetime slate? Had you looked y- at it? Yes. Yes, I had. Yeah, well, we're only one third of the way through, bro. So, I mean, we still have uh, we still have a ways to go. Uh, Thursday night football uh, did indeed happen. That's about the nicest thing that I can say about it, Justice. The Chicago Bears won, survived, lost less than the Carolina Panthers. The final score was sixteen to thirteen. Um, did you see Justice that prior to last night there was only one prior meeting between a number one overall pick 
and an undrafted quarterback, both obviously in their rookie season. I had not. Yeah, so obviously last night was Bryce Young and Tyson Bajan, the talk of the town. Uh, But this had happened once before, pretty recently, actually. It was Kyler Murray's rookie season um, against Duck Hodges. And what was interesting was... How could we forget about Duck Hodges? Uh, That was a a weird time in the NFL. Uh, But uh, but Kyler Murray's team lost. So the number one overall pick team, you know, lost uh, to the undrafted free agent rookie quarterback. Um, and that happened again. Uh, Tyson Bajan has authored two wins this season for the Bears, who you love greatly. And uh, Bryce, uh, excuse me, Justin Fields has only authored one, uh, as has Bryce Young. This was gross, Justice. Thank God it didn't go to overtime. We were all, everyone in America was rooting against that kick going in, right? I think even Cairo Santos was rooting. Like, based on his reaction afterwards, I think he was kind of like, yeah, what did you expect from this? This was, dude, this was gross. Like, this game made me like football less. You know what I mean? Like. <laughs> This is not what Amazon was paying for. Have they? Have you ever? I mean, we're a year and I don't know three quarters into the Amazon package. I guess. Um, like, has there been an Amazon game that you're like, oh man, that was totally worth it for them? Wasn't there like some like Chiefs Chargers game at some point? I feel like I remember the, some Chiefs Chargers game. The first Amazon game last year was the Chargers and Arrowhead, and that had all the hype. Then the second Chiefs Chargers game last year, I think, it was on Sunday Night Football. Um, but, like, they all stink, man. Like, last year, the, the one I always think of is the Broncos-Colts game from last year, and that was, like, the true beginning of everyone just dunking on Russ. Um, this was that. Like, this was very, very close to that. This was – who enjoyed this? Like, nobody enjoyed this. The saving grace for TNF is the stats cast. Have you seen that? Right. So Yeah, good. well, the stats cast, Prime Vision, like, all that stuff is cool. Yeah. But, like – do you, like our Bears fans happy today? Like are, are Panthers fans sad? Like this is just Panthers fans misery. are sad. I can I guess that's confirm fair. Panthers fans are sad. What what do you think about that kick? There were some people that were like, "Why would you kick it there?" I'm like, "That's so, a makeable field goal," and it was fourth and long. So it was fourth and ten. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. Um, and fourth and ten. I'm pulling this up just to be very specific at the Chicago. Uh, what yard line? It was a it was a fifty nine yard field goal, and the wind was was at the back of the kicker. So you know, theoretically, the wind is helping you in that scenario. Right. So I just don't understand. Here it is. It's from the Chicago forty one yard line on fourth and ten. I mean, like I don't mean to do the like football guy take thing. Like you drafted this dude number one overall, but like the fact that you don't believe in Bryce Young at all there is really startling um and again it'd be one thing if it was like fourth and three on like a 44 yard field goal attempt you know what i mean like if we play with the numbers a little bit um it was ultimate cowardice and it like it was so clearly not going to happen and and like to kick that kick in chicago of all places at this time of year you know if if you're in a dome or something like that then maybe i can kind of talk myself into it but like i'm i'm not a frank reich guy i i'm a big fan of frank reich the person um, by all measurements, seems to be a great human being. He's a horrible coach, dude. Like this, this like wh- how, what? Do you, what is there? At least if you're the Bears, you're like, okay, we suck, but like they suck more. We have their pick. We have our pick that sucks. Like you know, the Packers suck. Um, you know, that's this, right. Uh, <laughs> so like we have some you know capital to work with to suck less in the future. What do you have if you're the Panthers? You have Bryce Young and Frank Reich. Like how do you believe in either of these commodities right now? The toughest thing. It's it's not even just Frank Wright. And I understand, you know, Dave Tepper's got more money than God, 
right? Like he's rich by NFL owner standards, right? right? Like he's got more money than all of them. Um, But with that being said, like it's not just Frank Wright. They spent so much money on this coaching staff. This might be Mm -hmm. the most expensive coaching staff like in the history of football. And I know, you know, Wright wasn't a guy who costs like Bill Belichick type of money. But once you start adding up all the assistants, like they stole Deuce Staley. He was the assistant head coach for the Lions, right? Thomas Brown was the running backs coach um, for for the Rams and the assistant head coach there. He's the offensive coordinator there now. Josh McCown was a guy who was getting head coaching interviews. He's a quarterback coach there. James Campen, the offensive line coach, was the guy who built all those offensive lines in Green Bay for uh, for uh, Mike McCarthy. Geo Everill was a guy who had been getting um, you know head coaching looks. They got Todd Walsh there. Who's you know longtime defensive line coach Dom Capers is senior assistant for the team. Like they're spending so much money, and if you change over staffs now, you're paying out everyone's contract and then paying a a new and like like I said, Tepper more money than God. If anyone's gonna do it, it's gonna be him. I mean, we just saw you know the money that um you know Mark Davis just burned. Yeah, the Mark Davis just burned in Vegas. Like maybe they do do it, but. It is a little concerning. I mean, the thing that always sticks in my mind about Bryce Young is going back to those videos in camp, you know, before the pads even came on. (laughs) And they weren't allowed, like the defensive line for Carolina in practice wasn't allowed to use their hands to like, you know, impede his vision or like anything like that. And it's like, dude, at the end of the day, like this is a dude who's, you know, I know what he was listed at the combine, but I also stood next to him. This dude is 5'8". Like he's, I don't know how him and Kyler got got the numbers that they got at in Indianapolis, but like these dudes are five eight, and like maybe, maybe that's a little too far in the NFL. It's like there is some precedent, I guess. You know, like Drew Brees, obviously Russell Wilson to a degree, but like even them, I mean, like they're I mean, taller than they, they are, right? Like, and, but, and but that's what I'm saying. Like they're short like by like Flute, NFL quarterback Flutie, standard. Like Flutie's the only okay, one. Like that. Now we're going like really far into the weeds, but like. Yeah. That's the thing, man. Like, like, has, can you name a moment off the top of your head where you've been like, "Oh, that like it was worth it"? You know, like, because there are moments for that Bryce? like Panthers fans. Can, what for Bryce Young? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, if you're a Panthers fan, like, is there like a a moment, a play, something you can look back to? You're like, "Oh, that was totally worth it." Like, you know what I mean? Like, you can't like, and you're halfway through the season, and I mean, like, it's ridiculous to jump to any conclusion about anything, you know, halfway through a season. But like, man, the arrow is pointing really, really, really down. Um. It's not pointing that much higher for the Bears. Um, I I feel really badly. I I love Matt Eberflus. Like dating back to his days in Dallas, like he was awesome with Sean Lee. I've always been rooting for him. I, I've always had kind of a soft spot for the Bears, just as a franchise. Like we all kind of have those weird teams. And so like this was the like marriage of all these things that I love. But man, dude, like this is this is not fun. Like this this is like it's it's just like I mean I don't know how they're always this poor on offense. Like it's amazing. <laughs> Yeah, I I think they still haven't had a four thousand yard passer, like in the history of Chicago Bears football. They've been around for a hundred years. That's nuts. Do we have to take this Bajan stuff seriously? No, there's no no way we have to take it seriously, right? Like, I'm happy that he won two games. It's cool. It's a cool story, but like, it's not even Duck Hodges. You know what I mean? Like, it's it's so like, it's so uninteresting. Um, I saw uh, JP Acosta, our coworker, tweet out 
uh, something like fire Josh McDaniels again for making Tyson Vigent look great in the first game. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like it was just like, I mean, like I, like I really am intrigued about the long-term future here in Chicago. Um, I suppose with DJ Moore and Montez Sweat is like, you know, cornerstones to build around if, if they do get the quarterback thing right. I mean, I don't know. But, like, I, I'm just so out on this team. Like, I, I mean, they're so boring. Like, there's nothing uh, – like, this game was so boring in that when we got Jason Kelsey shoved down our throats, but when he was on the broadcast, like, they did – they absolutely completely ignored the game that was happening in front of them, him, Michaels, and Herb. She's like, it was amazing. Like, nobody cared. All anybody was, like, going through justice on Thursday night was literally the motions to get to next week's Bengals-Ravens Thursday night game. There were legitimate debates that I was seeing on Twitter – where people were talking about, you know how people are like, yeah, you should just tank games and lose games and get better, you know, draft capital and stuff like that. There are people asking if it's better for the Bears if they win or if they lose to the Panthers. And it's that, a unique situation with them having their pick. Right. And when that's the storyline of the game, <laughs> brother, it's November 10th. Also, low-key interesting, the Bears have played two Thursday night games this season. Like, think about your Amazon. You you cut that, like, what it, was it, like, billion-dollar check or whatever for Thursday Night Football? You got two Bears Chicago games market, man. Year. I mean, I guess. But, I mean, it's massive and powerful and everything, and I get that. But, like, goodness gracious. I mean, um, thank goodness it's over. Next week, next week's we're really going to test Thursday Night Football and, like, the what it, what it is. And and people think this is just, like, a, like some younger people. This is the way it's always been. Like, it, since 2006, like, it has never been good. No, no, you can switch out the broadcast, which they've done many different times. It always sucks. It's always bad because players are not ready for it. But if Bengals Ravens sucks next week, then we know that this is just an inconquerable monster. This is a Kobayashi Maru. <laughs> Hopefully it's half decent. I mean, Burrow seems like he's finally right. And Lamar's playing at an MVP level right now. So I'm excited for that one. We'll get to that. Uh, before we preview all of the games, Justice, we are going to do our pick three segment here on TGI Football, which is brought to you by our friends at DraftKings. DraftKings Sportsbook is an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app today and use code SBNFL for a special offer when you sign up. That is code SBNFL only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Okay, Justice, in case anybody is new around here, um, you obviously haven't done a show with us this season. This is the way this works. Every week, myself, Steven, Brandon, we each pick a leg uh, to form a same-game parlay of a particular game that week in the NFL. We hope that it hits. Did you know, Justice, that we were we had literally never done this? Like We had literally never landed one until last <laughs> week. Like li Literally, last week was the first time that we successfully hit on the same-game parlay uh, during Cowboys Eagles, which had a horrible result. Uh, but so we're like, we're riding a hot streak. So if, if we cool off, we have you to blame. You All know right. what I'm saying? You would be the cooler. So, um, our game this week that we have chosen to build around is the Detroit Lions visiting the Los Angeles Chargers. Now, uh, we do need three legs. You and I are only two people, uh, even though you have the strength of two. Uh, so I asked Steven. Steven did get one in. He is taking the over on uh, Amonra St. Brown receptions at six and a half. So seven receptions from Amonra St. Brown at minus 125. Do you like Steven's pick or not? I don't know if I do, if I'm being honest. I don't know if I do. Um, I'm with you. I, well, if we want to talk about my pick, we'll see how we transition into this. But just in general, I think the Chargers are going to play a lot of too high defenses. Um, you know, there's been a lot of work done by people. Um, for example, so like Arjun Menon, um, tweeted this out on Twitter. 
said Goff has a negative EPA versus two high coverages. Los Angeles Chargers have the third highest rate of post-snap two high coverages this year. So this looks like a bad matchup for Goff, for Lions passing game. So I would kind of avoid that. It's too mm. bad uh, Steven isn't here to speak for himself. He's playing hooky. Well, I mean, it's too bad for us. Like, it's our overall parlay. <laughs> I mean, like, so uh, Steven has uh, has sent us down the wrong path. But you have kind of – you have zagged where he has zigged, uh, if it isn't obvious. What is your leg of the parlay, Justice? I'm going golf under. Under rushing yards. That's right. Under, under rushing, rushing yards. yards? I thought you were going under passing yards. I thought I was going under passing yards, and you said the numbers don't work. No, no, no. Your 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 leg was fine. I had to change oh, mine. Oh, okay. So, so, okay. So you're going under uh, Jared Goff passing yards, just to be clear for the entire audience, yourself included. Yes, I'm going okay. under passing yards. Um, two sixty seven and a half. By the way. Yeah, bottle them up. As long as you can rush the passer, um, you know, Bosa Mac, like you, you should be able to do fine against Goff. You know, the Lions have a good offensive line, but. It's hard to handle both of those guys, right? It's totally different when you have chip help on one dude, when you have two guys coming at you. I mean, we, we've seen the Khalil Mack go crazy game, you know, record three, four sacks in a single game already this season. So I liked this prop, to be honest, but uh, for a completely different reason. Um, I didn't tell you this before we started recording, but I actually had picked this and then you picked it. And so I was like, well, Justice is the guest. So like, I'll I'll pick another. How um, nice of but, you. But I know I, I'm not a believer in the Chargers. We'll obviously pick you know, this game in a little bit. Um, but so my kind of thought was like, I think the lines are going to kind of cruise a little bit here. Like, I don't, I don't know that like this is, this game is going to, you know, necessitate a big performance from golf or like a big aerial performance from the lions. Uh, so that was like my logic, which is also why I didn't like Steven's prop. So basically neither of us like Steven. Um, I do think this is always an easy line, what I'm taking, uh, whether you're doing a parlay or you're doing any kind of daily fantasy or any kind of prop betting, whatever I'm taking the over on Jared Goff's rushing as you intimated that a moment ago. Um, it is two and a half. I just need one scramble from Jared Goff. That's it. Like, and I did this uh, with Matthew Stafford a few weeks ago. I think it was one and a half, so it was a little bit lower. Um, but three rushing guards for Jared Goff. Just, just pick up a first down, Goff, on like second and four. You got this. Uh, so all told, our overall same game parlay justice is at plus six fifty. You are a a bit of a degenerate yourself. Can you please explain in layman's terms what that means to somebody? If they place this overall parlay, they bet ten dollars. What do they win? Yeah. So the way it works, right, if you see a plus by the number, that's how much you would uh, receive back if you put down 100, right? So if you put down 10, you make 65. Hopefully, you make 65. We'll see. You will see. Okay, that is our same game parlay once again brought to you by DraftKings. Okay, Justice, uh, we're now going to preview every single game uh, across the board um, in Week 10. Um, I hadn't told you this, uh, but we have one other – well, we have two other rules. We have a lock of the week, which is pretty obvious what it is. Um, and we're each going to lock a game. I have gotten locks from Steven and Brandon, just so we're clear. Um, you have a lock as well. Uh, there's no like win or punishment or anything like that. But we also have a, um, a, a bit of a ritual. This is a little bit more complicated with just two of us. So we can mix it if you'd like. Um, every week, we each hold a zap. And what a zap is, is if you're like, I do not care to hear Arjun's opinion on this game. I want to zap him. And if you do, I get zapped. Um, Is this just full full skip of the game? Um, yeah. I don't get to offer an opinion on the game. So, like, 
say we're talking about Lions Chargers as an example, which you should not do because the, although the zap would be funny because it's the Chargers, but like, um, you know, because that's our same game parlay. But like, say you're like, I just don't want to hear about Arjun's opinion on Ravens Browns. You zap me. I can't offer like any context. I can just offer one sentence, which is my pick for the game. Uh, so you get one zap. I get one zap. Sometimes we sort of mercy zap. And if it's like a, a Bears Panther situation, it's like, dude, let's just get through this. You know what I mean? Like, I'll zap you. I'll be cool. The only real rule is um, we cannot be zapped on, in terms of the teams that we cover. So I can't zap yeah. you with the Packers Steelers, obviously. Um, but so just so you know, you have that zap in your back pocket. Uh, first game on the menu, Justice, the Indianapolis Colts are visiting the New England Patriots in Germany because we hate them. Uh, the Patriots are two-point dogs in a game that they are technically hosting. Um, this game's pretty gross. Gross way to start your Sunday morning. What a difference in Germany between this and the Chiefs-Dolphins game. Oh, my God. Why do we need to send this over there? By the way, do you believe the, uh, do you believe the Belichick video that's floating around? Have you seen the Belichick video? I need you to explain that to the audience before I tell you whether I believe it or not. Because, it is, it um, is allegedly Bill Belichick being caught on some sort of ring or ring-like contraption, leaving like, some the like, ring doorbell. The, yeah, the ring, ring doorbell. doorbell. Yeah. Uh, leaving some house that like looks like Nantucket, shirtless, to walk into a uh, tinted SUV. So people are calling it the walk of shame. It looks like Bill Belichick, but it's grainy enough that I, I I'm not a hundred percent sure. I don't have a lot of experience in the uh, Nantucket, like kind of Boston area. I've been there once, uh, but the lighting, which I think is important, uh, makes it seem like it's about like six thirty, seven a.m., which kind of jives with the like overall vibe of of what the video uh, seems to be. I could believe it. You know what I mean? Like if if it was confirmed, I'd be like, yeah, I totally believe it. But I'm with you. Like I do have some level of doubt because it is Bill. I also like. Why would he have? I mean, I understand the like joke, but like, why would he have been shirtless? Like, what would have happened to the shirt to the point that like he couldn't have put it on before walking outside? Partying too hard, man. I guess. Um. Well, I I'm gonna side with 51. percent Don't believe it. But what do you believe? I want to believe. I want. I'm I don't. With you. Like, I, I, want I don't know what I believe, but I want right. to believe. Okay. Uh, back well, to this game. In the Patriots. Yeah. Oh boy, this game stinks. Um. Actually, on the subject of belief, do you buy the – I think it was the Boston Globe that had the report that Belichick could be fired if they don't win this game. Um, I don't believe that at all. Like, that that seems inconceivable to me. I think he's going to be the head coach until he breaks Shula's record. I so. think he'll break the record, but I don't think it's with the Patriots. Like, if, if they move on, I don't think it's a midseason thing. Like, you, you don't fire Bill Belichick midseason. No. You know. No. Yeah, I mean – it's not even like the Packers, right? Where when the Packers fired Mike McCarthy, they got to bring like, that up. They had a Hall of Fame quarterback still. Like, right. It's not like you need to get to market real quick so that you could sell agents about, hey, we're building around Mac Jones. Like, I guess I'll go. I guess I'll go the Colts here. No real good opinion other than the the Patriots just stink. I do think the Colts are moderately well coached um i think shane steichen's really kind of impressing it's kind of hard to see because they're not like winning a ton and they don't have you know like anthony if anthony richardson were there like it's easy yeah. to see domico ryan's impact because of the cjs not that he's like directly involved but you get my point like there's no like you know low-hanging fruit thing to like bring our eyeballs into the colts but um they're they're taking positive steps forward which i think is um 
is important. Eric Simmons, by the way, asked on Facebook whether or not Bill Belichick will coach in 2024. I mean, I think you and I both answered and said yes. Yeah, I think uh, just so. My, this is not like um, a unique opinion. I think he's the Giants head coach, dude. That, that just seems to make all the sense in the world. Ooh, we'll see if they get rid of Dayball. I mean, but like it feels um, – I this is a weird uh, analogy, but it feels – Tebow to Manning Broncos ish. Like there's only one way or there was only one way that John Elway could have sold all the Broncos fans on moving on from Tebow at that time. Yeah. And it was to bring in Peyton Manning. And not that like, I don't know that any Giants fan is like, you know, offering an incredible defense of Brian Dayball right now, but like to fire him would be silly, but to fire him to bring in Bill Belichick, nobody doubts that. You know what I'm saying? So I could totally see that. Um, Okay. Let's move on. Speaking of Bill Belichick, his former team, the Cleveland Browns, Justice are visiting the Baltimore Ravens. This is one of the kind of game of the days. Uh, interestingly enough, the Ravens are laying six and a half points at home. Um, have you? Did you read Aaron Schatz's write-up about the Ravens this week um, in terms of DVOA? Obviously, they're leading in DVOA, but um, he he contextualized it this way. I'm paraphrasing. He was like, I don't actually believe they're as good as DVOA says they are. Like DVOA believes the Ravens to be like 20% better than the next best team in the NFL, which is insane. Yeah, I mean, that defense is cranking, though. Um, That's one thing that you can hang your hat on with the Ravens. Plus, you know, offensive side of the ball, Lamar is playing playing great. I mean, he's my MVP favorite right now as it stands today. The Browns are weird because they're a defense that in theory is really good, but they don't create a lot of turnovers. Like, that's one big thing that is, like, working against them. Like, you know, Browns fans are like, why why aren't they, like, higher in – you know, all these, you know, pass defense metrics. And it's like, yeah, you guys don't get interceptions. Um, and then that offense, man. I mean, what are we going to do with this passing game? I, I think it's still, you know, last in the NFL at pass rating. I understand there's some quarterback situations working out there, but like, it's not like Watson has looked great. And if this is a big time moment for big time quarterbacks against good defenses, like I'm, I'm leaning Lamar here for sure. So I mentioned DVOA of um, of the top 10 teams by overall DVOA. The Browns easily have the lowest offense. So the, yeah. the Browns, just for context, are eighth in overall DVOA. They are 28th in offensive DVOA, uh, which is incredible. Like it um, it has um, like 2006 Bears vibes. You know what I mean? Like Rex Grossman vibes. And, and that's not what you paid for, obviously, if you're the Browns. Sure did. Um, I mean, I don't know anyone who's like rooting for the, you know, the Deshaun Watson thing to work out except for Browns fans, but um, I'm taking the Ravens. In fact, um, we mentioned, or I mentioned locks. This is my lock of the week. I'm locking up the Ravens. I'm that confident. I believe um, I am nervous about them a little bit long-term because like to be football guy again, I think they're peaking a little bit too early. The Niners were the best team in the NFL a month ago. The Ravens are the best team in the NFL right now. I hope there's no drop-off coming. I love the Ravens, but um, I don't think it happens this week, at least. I think that they crush the Browns, and I think that nobody gives them credit again. Sounds good to me. Okay. <laughs> the um, Speaking of the Niners, um, you were wondering how I was going to segue through stuff. J- just as I am the master of segues, don't worry. Uh, the Niners are visiting the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, coming off, both teams coming off their bye. The Niners riding a three-game losing streak. Um, nevertheless, they are three-point favorites down in Duval County against the Jaguars that are 6-2 and two and looking for a statement win. By week, this one's going to be the most Neanderthal take I have, and it's also lock of the week for me. I don't think the Niners drop four in a row. They're too good of a team to drop four in a row. They're not going to go five weeks without a win. 
I mean, I know that's a dumb take, and I, I'm dragging my knuckles on the ground as we speak, caveman. But like, there's no way. I agree that it is kind of like primitive to be all. Oh, they're just not gonna lose four in a row. That's why I'm picking them. But like, I agree with you. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I I want to believe in the Jaguars and I want to buy in and I'm. You know what I mean? Like, it's cool and it's fun and everything about them is. Yeah, is fine. I mean they're right. They're right high right yeah, now. Yeah, like this is... this isn't a, an anti-Jacksonville take, but like. I just do not believe that the Niners are going to lose their fourth game in a row, which would happen after a bye week of like sitting on three in a row. Um, I don't know that this is the like juggernaut Niners that we saw a month ago again, um, but I, I think that I think they absolutely win. And I think that obviously odds makers uh, believe in them again, like Jacksonville's a six and two team and they're three yeah. point home dogs like that really says a lot about the Niners. In my opinion, I think this is a really good lock. Um, probably the best odds you can get on the Niners, I think, maybe across the rest of the season. But if they do lose, Justice, two weeks from now, they visit the Seahawks on Thanksgiving night. Like, that could be uh, an inflection point in the NFC West if yeah. the Niners do bottle this. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's it's real tight up there in terms Eric of... Eric Simmons agrees now. with us, by the way, on the book of faces. Says, can the Niners turn things around? I think they can. Eric, just so you know, Justice loves Facebook. All of his, like, activity spent on facebook um you um you put photos of all the things that you cook on there i believe justice yeah i don't cook much had a cup of noodle for breakfast this morning so okay uh justice um i mentioned the Texans. look i'll, I'll be straight up i picked the texans to win the afc south partly because it's such an unpredictable division and kind of because i wanted to see it happen um cj stroud's really likable D'Amico ryan's is really likable and it's kind of cool that like they've been having the success. They're 500, getting I think a little bit too much credit for being 500, but whatever. Uh, last week was obviously super impressive, uh, but oddsmakers still not impressed. They're six and a half point dogs on the road against the Cincinnati Bengals, coming off that big win in Buffalo. Uh, excuse me, at home against Buffalo. Uh, just before we started recording uh, slash streaming justice, uh, T. Higgins and Sam Hubbard were ruled out for the Bengals. We'll see about Jamar Chase though. If Chase is going to be at full health. I'm not really worried about this. I know the Texans, in theory, are supposed to be like, you know, the young team that had it all turned around and stuff like that. I mean, we're a couple of weeks removed from them being in it in a game with the, this Carolina Panthers team that, you know, is indescribable. Um, Burrow's playing, you know, good football now. I just lean Bengals here. I think we throw out the like he is inevitable thing a little bit too much in sports in general. If there is like and has been an inevitable thing in the NFL recently, it's Joe Burrow. Like that is the scariest dude in the NFL. Like I don't say that like as a as a diss to Patrick Mahomes, but there's a quality to Joe Burrow that like I'm I'm absolutely terrified of that dude if he's the guy that my team has to play. By the way, uh, Justice, I know that you're big on Facebook, but according to uh, the boss man Michael Kiss, you're also big on TikTok. Um, so you know, hey. Love you, uh, Kissed. Yeah, Kissed is great. Um, I thought about locking up the Bengals, but I couldn't do it. Like I just, I like the Texans enough that I didn't, I didn't want to be a part of that. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't want that blood on my hands, even though I believe uh, that it is going to happen. So um, I'll take the Bengals as well. The New Orleans Saints Justice are visiting the Minnesota Vikings in a rematch of the 2009 NFC Championship game, uh, where Brett Favre cried forever. Uh, so much that the NFL had to change the overtime rules. But, you know, water under the bridge. Anyway, uh, the Vikings are three-point home dogs to the Saints in the latest bit of depressing news. Why does this game need to be played? <clears throat> Why? The network should ask for their money back. The Saints team isn't any good. The Saints team lost to a bad Packers team. 
and the they Vikings. blew a big lead to a bad Packers team, like uh, like dragged them for it. Historic yeah. league or lead, yeah. I mean, they played three half decent quarters against the Packers, and then one terrible one. Yeah, I mean, holy crap! I just don't even want to watch this. this is Red Zone Central, right? Uh, yeah, I mean, like I'm with you. Like all I need is from this game is the updates from Scott Hansen. Exactly. Like you know, this is just a tough scene, man. And like I feel for the Vikings. Um, I've I've given Kirk Cousins a lot more love than most people um, around SB Nation for the last few years. So like I kind of want the Vikings to like be in this and like they have the third wild card spot right now. That would be fun. And the Joshua Dobbs thing is really cool. But like I just don't know, man. Like and I don't know in general. Like I don't know that I doubt it against the Saints, but like ugh, I. I mean, I'm I don't I don't trust the Saints to take care of any kind of business. So no. I mean, I, I'm going to lean Vikings personally. These are two teams that just, what are they doing moving forward? Like I don't know what the Vikings are going to do at quarterback. The Saints are like, everyone just says like, hey, they're in cap hell, but they'll just push it forward and they'll deal with like the 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 minimum payments on the credit card debt that the saints have eclipsed right. at this point, like they are going to have to double down on this bad football team while it's aging and basically not be able to like participate in free agency or anything next year. It's, it's going to be bad. I don't want to watch this game. I'm just going to say Vegas uh, got this right. It's going to land three on the dot. Uh, it's going to be a push. Wow. So. so you're taking the push. So you're taking the saints to win though, at least. Okay. Um, wow. That stinks. Um, the Packers, who you cover, Justice, the Pack, the Green Bay Berman, as Phoebe Buffet once said, um, in an episode of Friends, a Thanksgiving episode, uh, the Packers visiting the Steelers in a Super Bowl 45 rematch. The Steelers getting the traditional three point line at home. I did want to ask you something about Super Bowl 45. Um, I did not know this. Um, I saw apparently Richard Mendenhall complains about this game a lot. Did you know this? Because he had the ball punched out from him. So I saw a tweet, um, where somebody was like, I, I don't know where I'm, I might be getting this wrong. I might've been fake, but uh, Richard Mendenhall was apparently somewhere and was saying that Ben Roethlisberger does not get enough criticism uh, for losing this game. Uh, oh, for the Packers. handoff or something? I guess. Um, I mean, but apparently according to the tweet I saw, it made it seem like this happens a lot. I mean, like, like you know, 13 years later, we, like Richard Mendenhall has complained about this a lot. Uh, so I didn't expect, you know, that to be a thing in my life this week, but it was. Um, and it just so happened. I don't know if it was because these two teams are playing one another, um, obviously, but uh, nevertheless, it is happening at uh, Akershire Stadium. Oh, yeah, of course. Akershire. Everyone calls it that. Um, I think the Packers are a bad football team. I think they be beat a bad quarterback who has since been released. Um, you know, Brett Rippon last week. Outside of that, they played one good quarter against the Saints, and that's pretty much all they've done since week one. So I'm going to take the Steelers here, even though the five and three Steelers have a worse point differential than the uh, three and five Packers. I mean, I understand your point, but are the Steelers not a team with a bad quarterback? You know, like, you know, like this is. These are the wins that the Packers have. They have like, better receivers. Look, I don't know that I buy that. Like, I, I don't, I really I don't promise you. Story. I promise you that it's true. Watch the game. I mean, like, again, this isn't about like, I'm not trying to like convince you the Packers are good. I'm just like, I don't believe in the Steelers whatsoever. Like, that is the, like, so often we have like, and I, I say we like the national football collective opinion gets one take wrong at the beginning of the season. The Steelers were that. Like everybody thought, like, oh, here they come, Kenny Pickett and everything, and it's just been a disaster. No, see, I, 
this is all about the Packers to me. I think the Packers are one of the worst probably five teams in the NFL right now as someone who has to watch them every every weekend. I think the Steelers are probably a team that like even though their record is good right now, I would not be surprised at all if they ended up missing the playoffs or anything. Like I just don't know if the offensive side of the ball will carry them there. But like this game could be like so for for example, the Packers, I believe it's the last five games, defensively have given up 16.5 points per game. That's second best in the league, only behind the Baltimore Ravens. They've won one game in that span. Their offense cannot score points. Like Kenny Pickett can score more points than than this offense right now, and that's what I'm worried about the most. I guess I'll take the Steelers, but, I mean, I don't feel good about it. So. <laughs> You're not supposed to feel good. These are two mad teams. The Tennessee Titans, Justice, will be visiting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, and Tampa is only a one-point favorite at home. Think about that. You don't even get three points at home against the the Titans. That is sad. Man, I don't even know what to do with this one. Are we buying the Levis? Did you see the Tannehill comment this week about um, how he was like, I'm, I'm, and I kind of glanced at it, but he was like going to mentor him or help him yeah, out yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah. I saw that um, and how he talked about Malik and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I saw Micah Parsons things. that was like, man, this dude dragged Malik Willis. He didn't care to help him. I mean, I think the Levis thing is interesting. Like, I, I'm willing to believe more in Will Levis, the Tennessee Titan, right now than I am, say, Bryce Young, the Carolina Panther, or Tyson Bajant, the Chicago Bear, or Kenny Pickett, the Pittsburgh Steeler. Like, it's it's still early enough in the process that I'm mildly intrigued. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm, I'm more intrigued by that than I am in Baker Mayfield, the Buccaneer. You know what I mean? Like, it's still <laughs> new. You know what I mean? Like, it's still I'm, – I'm still playing with the new toy at this point. I'm going to stick my neck out there and say I, I wouldn't put Young on that list quite yet. I want, I want to see what that's going to look like moving forward. But – I don't know, man. I think I go Tampa here. I know I'm going a lot of favorites, but like Tampa, home favorite, only by one point. They have the more steady quarterback, which like congrats to Baker Mayfield for finding someone else a little bit more volatile on the opposite sideline. I know Levis has had, you know, some highlight plays, but he's also had some like decently bad decisions too, from what I've been able to see. Like he he seems like big arm gunslinger and I just don't know if Tennessee has enough talent around them that I like trust that volatility right now. So I guess I'm going to go Tampa. I think I'm going to take the Titans. I mean, again, I'm, I'm I'm also just trying to manifest it. I'm just trying to manifest some level of interest. Actually, no, I'm going to take the Bucks. I thought the Bucks were okay <laughs> last week. I mean, like you could the Bucks had their hearts ripped out by CJ Stroud. You know what yeah. I mean? Like the Bucks were fine last week. So um, the Bucks think- have had some tough ones. They were in it with with the Lions too, and it's like, yeah, gosh, dang. Well, they also won that Falcons game that they could have lost to. Yeah. I mean, you know, or did they? I, at this point, that game's already a memory. Um, not even a memory. But anyway, um, this has um, this has potential, like get a piece of it from a fantasy standpoint. Uh, Justice, the Lions, we talked about this was our same game parlay, visiting the Chargers at SoFi Stadium. Uh, the Chargers have taken care of business. They have won their two cupcake games, which everybody kind of was a little hesitant about. Uh, their contest against the Bears and the Jets, both of which were on primetime. Again, we're kind of sick of this, NFL. Stop putting bad quarterbacks um, in front of the world. Anyway, 
Uh, the Chargers are three-point dogs at home. Uh, the mighty home field advantage. Of well, we'll, Stadium. S- we'll see what okay. the home field advantage ends up looking like. Because oh, as a Packers all fan, Lions fan, man, it's it's November. You get people from the Midwest wanting to get out. You know, on a weekend trip, your your team is playing good. Like, I would not be shocked if Lions fans completely take over that stadium. And you know, after seeing what Lions fans how how they traveled for both, you know, the opener in Kansas City mm-hmm. and, you know, the Packers game on Thursday night football earlier in the season. Like, I don't I I wouldn't be shocked. Like this team is moving and showing up and being loud and rooting their team on right now. So you're picking them, obviously, the Lions. I am. I think this is gonna be a little bit of a lower scoring affair than people think. I just you know, we already mentioned like the the golf matchup isn't great, but at the same time I don't think the Chargers defense is super talented. I just think that they're just going to keep an umbrella on top of the de- on the offense. And then <sighs> I want to love Justin Herbert. Don't you go, go Ducks. I want to love Justin Herbert. But the consistency just for the entire offense isn't necessarily there right now. Plus the injuries at wide receiver. Like, I, I don't I don't love um, it. I, uh, I don't think I've ever told you this, but um, I've definitely complained about it to people. I hate how people make a big deal about uh, tiny little Justin Herbert things. You know, that's just the way it is. But the thing that bothers me the most. He's our sweet baby. I know. But that thing that bothers me the most in that box is I've heard several people fawn over, well, Justin Herbert was asked who his favorite NFL player was, and he said Joey Harrington. And I I, want to scream at these people. I want to be like, yeah, I mean, the dude grew up like 10 minutes from, you know, <laughs> the stadium he grew up across cor- the street yeah well, whatever like of course like his favorite player would be joey harrington like i hate how everybody is like man can you believe this obscure nfl player is his favorite player of all time yes i can completely believe that <laughs> given like who joey harrington was in college and what justin herbert loves like it's so a- dumb nfl people everybody- not understanding college football is my favorite thing I just hate that so much. Like that, that is such a thing for me. It, it triggers me every time and it, it will happen again at some point. I, and this isn't even like a slight against Joey Harrington, but like, man, people are like, why would he like Joey Harrington? Cause he watched him play amazing football t- across the street from his house when he was in an impressionable age. I mean, this isn't complicated. RJ, um, RJ, who do you root for, for uh college football? You're a Cowboys fan. So I figure, you know, Bama football, Duke basketball, Lakers basketball. You know, Justice, I've baseball. always been kind to you and everything. I'm a Texas A&M Aggies. These are some tough times. Uh, Gig them. Right uh, Gig them yeah. buyout. You know, the buy, the, it ain't my money. I'm not worried about this. <laughs> um, so um, we'll be fine. Uh, we won't, but, it, you know, whatever. Um, I'm taking the Lions in this game. I just – I'm not rooting against the Chargers, but I'm I'm kind of rooting – like, I kind of want to see – like I definitely want to see something – I want to see something different, like – I don't want Staley to be the head coach next year. So I need the Chargers to do bad enough that they make that change. What if it's Kellen Moore? I don't think it's going to be Kellen Moore. What if it were, though? To humor me for a moment. I mean, I don't know. Does the offense look that great right now? Like, it's it's fine. They ran power. They ran down G at the goal line with Austin Eckler. That doesn't seem like a very smart move. So Um, the Chargers after this game will be at Lambeau. So they can beat the Packers. Easy, easy dub for the Pack yeah. coming up. Anyway. No, they can uh, beat okay, the Packers. So 
by the way, uh, this is uh, BLG's lock of the week. He locked up the Lions. Um, so nice. good for him. Uh, the Atlanta Falcons, Justice, are visiting the Arizona Cardinals. It's a sad game as well. Um, Arizona are two-point dogs at home to the Falcons. Just an embarrassment, really. Um, it's been weird to see. Um, like you said, it's funny when NFL people don't understand college football. It's really apparent when someone like NFL people latch onto a storyline. So, like, in the last, like, two weeks, I think, a lot of NFL people discovered who Arthur Smith's father was. And so, like, that's, like, all you see now yes. is, like, I saw a graphic that was, like, his father's net worth. And it was, like, what does this matter? Like, I mean, it's <laughs> so silly. I saw um, someone was, like, his his dad was in Skull and Bones at Yale. And, like, Bush almost made him, like, transportate, like, head of transportation or something. And I was, like, what did we do? What the? Like, I, I thought we all learned this, like, in 2016 or something. I know. Have you ever seen, by the way, the skulls with Joshua Jackson? I have no idea what you're talking about. The skulls um, are uh, like an alleged, like secret society okay. at like at Ivy League schools that yeah. like that that foster like presidents and senators and things like that. Um, and the skulls is a movie about that. Like the name of the society in the movie okay. is called The Skulls. Uh, it's a really good movie. It's kind of old at this point. Uh, but Joshua, I think it's Joshua Jackson. He's the guy who played Charlie Conway in The Mighty Ducks. So, alrighty. I gotta add that to my list. Joshua Jackson to me would have been a cornerback from Iowa. So that's also a good uh, <laughs> worthy comp as well. I think that's his name. I'm gonna look it up. But who do you like in this game? Oh man, um, I want to believe the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, it's very clear that fantasy football fans are just nerd raging at Arthur Smith. So I would love a four carry B. John Robinson day and a Falcons win. So I'm going to go Falcons here. Um, it is Joshua Jackson. And I forgot Paul Walker, the late Paul Walker's in the movie as well. So it's seriously a great movie. Um, oh. I highly, highly, highly. It, although it was, uh, I just learned it um, or realized it came out in 2000. So it's from a different time. You know what I mean? Like you got to be willing to look past the clunky cell phones and stuff like that. Um, I, I hadn't considered, because I'm kind of in the like Arthur Smith's a jerk camp. Like I don't know anybody who's not. You know what I mean? Like he's. I mean, maybe you, I guess. He seems, but, uh, he seems fine to me. He's just, I don't just know. A, like he's a cranky dude who's so a yeah. Well, coach. if he's cranky, he's a jerk. Like you know what I mean. But um, I don't know. Like I don't. I don't. I mean, like I, I, I really kind of want the Cardinals to be good, and I, I have felt this way for a long time ever since Dallas lost to them. So I could be like, oh, see, like, like you know what I mean. Like that's what it was. <laughs> um, but like uh, that has not happened. I think the Falcons win this game. Like I think they're gonna just kind of take care of the easy ones. Uh, and continue to flirt with maybe even the NFC South. Um, but I mean, what do you feel good about if you're a, a Falcons fan? Like you're, you can't even see your best players play. Like I get the frustration. <laughs> they're gonna be fine. They're gonna be fine for the skill players. Like they're one quarterback move away, and probably a pass rusher from being a really, really fun team moving forward. Um, they have a good offensive line right now. They have skill talent. Like they just got to distribute it to them. I know people are making a huge deal about it right now, but like I, I think that stuff's going to solve itself. I'm not concerned about the Falcons right now. I've been floating this out. Uh, Russell Wilson on the 2024 Atlanta Falcons. Can the Broncos trade that contract? I mean, at this point, anything's possible with the Broncos. You know what I mean? Yeah. There's not that many good. I mean, the 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 one I would have circled before would've the Achilles would have been Kirk. Yeah. yeah. I mean, Kirk is the guy where it's like. I don't that, know. That, Maybe we pay him. Like, uh, I mean, Kirk, Russ are the best options. Miss me with the Tannehill stuff. 
I do not want to see that. Um, Joshua Dobbs, somebody's going to do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, why not? There's not great options out there. Um, The New York Giants, Justice, are visiting the Dallas Cowboys. Um, This opened at uh, the podcast audience didn't see your face. Uh, This opened at 16 points in favor of Dallas. It's grown since then to 17 points. It is the largest. (laughs) It is the largest spread in an NFL game this season. Again, to reiterate, the Dallas Cowboys are 17 point favorites at home against the New York Giants. Just for some context around all of this, um, well, the Cowboys obviously beat the Giants 40 to nothing in the opener when the Giants were conceivably in their best possible position. Um, The Cowboys also, in the Mike McCarthy era, uh, generally respond well after a loss, which they're coming off of. The Cowboys also generally take care of the bad teams, which the Giants are. Um, The Giants are also down their top two quarterbacks. Justice, this is the Tommy DeVito game, obviously. Oh, and the Cowboys are riding an 11-game winning streak at home, which is where this game is for them. This firmly falls on any Tommy DeVito game firmly falls under the the Brett Rippon rule of he's not an NFL quarterback. So I'm just taking the other team automatically. doesn't matter how bad they are. They, they, the Giants are going to perform like, if not the worst team this weekend, one of two worst of two worst teams this weekend. And that's I'm saving a, a quarterback injury in the pocket for that one. Yeah, I think this is one of those like if you saved the Cowboys for some reason in your survivor pool. Let him go now. Unload you know what I mean? It. Like this Unload is, it. Yeah. Um, I will say they were 12 and a half point favorites in that Cardinals game. And it felt like the same thing. Like, oh, here they come. Like, this should be easy. But um, I don't think DeVito but, uh, is good as the quarterbacks that the Cardinals even had. Like, that's I, I'm I haven't seen a damn thing out of DeVito that makes me think that he should be on an NFL roster. Not 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 starting NFL games, not second on the depth chart. Like on a team. Why is he here? We we um we run a Madden simulation every week um at Blog and the Boys, which is obviously super valuable. Um, and I did it right before you and I got on this morning. Uh, the Cowboys won thirty-one to three, so they covered at least. Um, are you what taking is the Vitos overall? Like forty-two? Uh, I don't know. I didn't even look, but it was it was a it looked that way. Uh, like it was it was a tough <laughs> scene. Um, I mean, you know, Justice, you have a, a robust Madden franchise team, so maybe you you put Devito on the practice squad. You know what I mean? You get him some developmental XP. You do the weekly trainings with him. You never know what you can ultimately turn out. He he would never replace Taysom Hill on my bench. Um, So you're taking the Cowboys, but as far as the line is concerned, are you taking the Cowboys? Yeah, I guess. I mean, I'm not taking DeVito, so don't don't put me in that corner. Yeah, I'm with you. Um, last one of these. Uh, this is actually Steven's lock of the week. Um, so, um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, I don't know that I, I don't know how I feel about him locking up a 17 point favorite. You know what I mean? Like that, that does feel a little, I mean, come on, you know, let's work a little bit. Uh, but I mean, I mean this, to lay this 17, does mean that people are picking giants plus 17, right? Like books tend yeah. to balance these bets in the well, money. Or- especially because it opened at Dallas minus 16. You know what I mean? So like, like the books were clear, like not enough. Like, like, you know what I mean? Like we got to keep going. So um, it's wild. All right, the uh, the Washington Football Bowl, Justice, the Commanders, visiting the Seahawks, your neck of the woods, uh, Seattle laying six and a half points at home, uh, the Commanders coming off of the throttling of the New England Patriots, the Seahawks coming off of a uh, poor showing in Baltimore last week. Yeah, I think this is a bounce-back opportunity for the Seahawks. That was a tough one. You know, the early kick going East Coast, all that stuff. The Commanders, I, I, I wonder what happens – 
with that matchup on the edges. Because the Seahawks are a team that have been a little bit shaky because of the people in and out of the lineup at the tackle position this year. And the Commanders obviously just moved on from Young and Sweat. Um, it'll be interesting. Um, one one thing, too, Seahawks got a brand-new flashy pass rusher on that defensive line. And Sam Howell has taken, like, nine sacks a game. So I'm sure he's going to want to be pinning his ears back. If the Seahawks go up early by two scores, I could see this one turning into a bloodbath. So I'm going to go Seahawks here just because of that. If it's tight, I could see it being tight. But if it gets out of hand even a little bit, it feels like the commanders are just going to lose the reins completely. See, like I'm kind of with you a little bit. I could see it being tight, maybe like into the third quarter um, and Seattle scores to take like, a, I don't know, like a six, seven point lead. And then like the, the very first like commanders offensive play is like a strip sack fumble recovery or something like that. And yeah. then like and so like all of a sudden it's like, you know, like you get one of those tweets that were like, it's like, you know, three minutes and 17 seconds ago in game time, th- this was tied. And now the Seahawks are up by 23 points or whatever. Like um, Sam Howell is on pace to break Derek Carr, yeah, uh, David Carr's sack record by 50. Like, um, Did you see, by the way, um, I, I don't know who, but NFL media had a, a crew of people um, do like a halfway, you know, assessment, whatever, Super Bowl prediction, like predicting the, you know, like now they're at the halfway point and you will never guess. Who David Carr picked to win the Super Bowl? The Saints. That's correct. He picked oh the Saints God. to beat. Um, might have been the Chiefs. I actually forget who it was. But the the last line of the write up was like in a stadium he knows well because it's at a, the Super Bowl's in Allegiant Stadium. So like that will obviously you know serve to Derek Carr's advantage that he's played there. Justice. <laughs> the Carr family is terrible at manifesting. Have they manifested a thing? They manifested Devontae coming back to Carr. And then that went away after a year. Well, he went away. I mean, that didn't go away, but like, he went away. Yeah, so, yeah. Um, yeah. Um, tough scene. Tough, tough, tough scene. Um, by the way, Joe Brooks says 49ers beat the, C- the Steelers week one in the 12th central window. So it's not always West Coast teams are bad in the 1 p.m. Eastern window. Just saying. We'll see. Um, we will see. I guess that has to do with the Niners visiting the Jaguars this week. Uh, not, you know, West Coast team going out of the way out east. Uh, do you consider, by the way, you know, Florida to be east. And when I think east, I don't think you know it's not just east. Yes, you got to be like the, south. The east. travel yeah. sucks. The travel sucks that the time zone is there. As someone who grow who lives out west, yes, all all of that is. East. I see. Like I don't think I don't consider you to live out west. You know what I mean? Like I I wouldn't say like oh justice lives out west. What? Like you know what I mean? Like what? No, but like that's what I'm saying. Like west and east are like within the middle of the country. You know what I'm saying? Like you live in the northwest. You can't just say west. That does that doesn't properly yes. reflect where you live. Yes, in my you mind. can't say west. You can't. Oregon is in the West. Are you the, you're mean, that, the guy who calls like Chicago Northwestern? You're you're still back. Um, no, Western no. Territory? I think Chicago's Midwest. Like I, I put I put it all in the same. You know what I mean? It's all like together for me. All right. So what is West? Uh, what is games, West to you? I need to know. West is like California. Like you know what I'm saying? It's the middle. Like I, I think Oregon is in Washington or Northwest. You can't you can't call it West without including North. That's all an right. important qualifying okay. factor. All right. Um, I will take the Seahawks as well, by the way. Uh, Sunday Night Football, we mentioned the primetime quarterback. So we just got Tyson Vagent and Bryce Young. Now, just as we get Zach Wilson and Aiden O'Connell, the, Ve- uh, the Vegas Raiders in that building that you can't win in unless you have an incredible understanding of, obviously. Um, they are one-point dogs at home to the Jets. What a low moment to be one-point home dogs to the Jets. Why is this game on t- Can we flex out games? Is this we just... Can. 
New yeah, York I, and Raiders. Like they yeah, just that's all play. this is. That's all this is. Good lord! All right. Plus, plus, I, and I only bring this up because a lot of people don't know. Um, Fox and CBS have the ability to like they retain. protect. Yeah, yeah. They can so protect I, it's it's a finite amount of times. Um, but like. I mean, I don't know what network has uh, Browns Ravens this week as an example, but I imagine if it's CBS, I imagine they were like, yeah, kick rocks. We want this game. So, I guess, man, I think I'm going to go Jets here. Um, well, I'm going Raiders. I think I'm going Jets. I like that pass rush. The Raiders. That's it, though, dude. Like, what, what does the pass rush mean? Without, like, the offense is inept. I know both offenses suck, though. I know, but. And it's like they have I mean, Devontae, but they have. They have receivers too. Randall Cobb is a healthy scratch. That's nice. That's a, that's a big win for the Jets. I don't know. I guess I'm gonna go Jets here. No great feel. The, I'm gonna take the Raiders. It's been interesting. I, I will say. Year. I will say this one thing: the Jets have like two losses left in them, right? Like if Aaron Rodgers is actually gonna come back and they're gonna be in playoff contention, like the Jets have like two losses left for the rest of the season. So you're saying before that loses like legitimacy yeah because then at at that point he's like we're not even playing for the playoffs anymore so i don't have to come back as somebody who has um chronicled aaron Rodgers's um medicinal journey uh a lot um what stock or what probability do you put on him potentially actually coming back uh i've actually talked to doctors about this and what they've said is that what he's doing isn't crazy but most people especially who are uh, basically the way this works out, right? Like you can rehab from an, uh, an Achilles. If you're really working at it, like a professional athlete would, the thing is, if you're really working at it, like a professional athlete would, you're usually not willing to come back to the field rushed because you're going to be super limited in terms of your mobility coming back, which is why this happening to a quarterback is a really unique situation. So they're like, they understand what he's doing. It's nothing like it's unprecedented because there's so few people in the situation that he's been in, not -hmm. because he's doing anything crazy medically. Yeah. That that he's a quarterback, so mobility isn't completely required, and that it happened literally in the first week of the season, which would afford as much time as possible. Um I suppose uh, like to that point it wouldn't I will say the number one thing Rogers wants to do is say I didn't come back but I could have that that is it's gonna be so freaking annoying and he will absolutely love to play that card. I am surprised I hadn't really heard of or thought of this take before um, I was listening to one of the episodes of the Around the NFL podcast this week. And Dan Hansis mentioned that some people think that it is like a fake injury, like it never happened, and that he's actually doing this. I don't know if you've heard this, and he's doing this to like spite modern medicine. No, he 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 got hurt. You, I mean, we. I mean, I don't believe it. I just I hadn't heard that. Yeah, yeah, we saw his calf vibrate. No, um, I I was gonna say on the jet free off on this tangent. I'm kind of here for the like, you know, typically in situations like this, I do feel like it gives everyone involved a pass because it's like, oh, well, the quarterback, you know, is Achilles tore. Like, what could he do? But like, Robert Sala's got none of that. Like, I do feel like Robert Sala's like the brunt or is facing the brunt of all the like frustration of Jets fans. And I don't say, I don't know how anyone blames him or blame, I can't blame anyone. Like, why, why, why did they stick with Zach Wilson? Like, 
I, again, I'm not proposing like, oh, you should have traded for Joshua Dobbs specifically, but like Joshua Dobbs is an example of like, if you had done literally anything, it, it could have won, it could have saved you one game. The way, you know what I mean? Like if the Vikings make the playoffs by a game, it was Zach, totally worth it. Zach clearly isn't his guy, right? Just based off of the responses that he's giving, it's not his guy. So it's either Joe Douglas still thinks that he can get something out of him or Woody Johnson. It has to be one of those two, right? And he's just the guy who has to answer questions every week of why is Zach Wilson the starting quarterback? Um, I do feel bad. I, I feel bad for Bob, you know? This, this, is a, this isn't a great spot for him to be in. I mean, he didn't think that it was going to be like this. I, I just don't know what kind of – I mean, they can't get rid of him, right, if they don't make the playoffs or anything. like Sala? Yeah, I mean, he still gets a freebie for Rodgers. I don't know. I mean – I mean, it, it all depends if Rodgers is coming back. You know what I mean? Because if he's not, then it's like if Hackett's keep... not there, he's not coming back. No, but that's what I'm saying. Like if 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 the, if Rodgers is not coming back, you know what I mean? In 2024, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. Then why keep Salah? You know what I mean? There's no. Oh, you know what I mean? like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you might as well completely, you know, restart. So um, I don't think that's gonna. I I don't think Aaron's gonna want to go out like that. I don't know. I so I'm a big believer in um in in basically Harvey Dent's like if you can't you know. Like, uh, if you live, whatever, what, what is the Harvey Dent line? If you live long enough, um, goodness, help me out, Justice. What is the line? Become a villain. Um, yeah. Uh, if you live long enough, you become a villain. Or if you don't, if you don't die a hero, you live long enough to become a villain. I, man, that was really embarrassing. And so I, in a similar sense, I'm a believer in there are, if you can't win the Super Bowl, you want to lose in a certain way to like enhance your legacy. Uh, like you want to die trying. That's what I'm saying. If you, that's what it is. If you can't die a hero. Blaze, blaze of glory. Right. So as an example, um, a lot of people have over romanticized in retrospect, Tony Romo's career because of the death catch game. You know what I'm saying? Like, because he died a hero that day. Um, like I love Romo and his career was really amazing, but like, it wasn't what it gets made out to be because of that particular game. Um, in a similar, like current, like recurring phenomenon, uh, Josh Allen has benefited greatly from the divisional loss to the chiefs. Like, because it was like dying a hero, he is still that person for a lot of people. So like, Rodgers is risking a lot. I mean, like he died a hero. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people came back to Rodgers. So like he risks a lot to come back. He lives long enough to become the villain once again. Let the record state the Packers were going to score a touchdown uh, in a response to that does catch anyway. So didn't matter uh, if it was or was not a touchdown. Also, we let the record state the that like it was fourth and two. Like, why are we heaving a bomb, you know, down the field? I mean, when Cole Beasley's open underneath to move the chains, but that's neither here nor there. Um, finally, Justice, uh, Monday Night Football, um, Russell Wilson and Josh Allen present the best quarterback game of primetime this week. The Bills are laying seven points at home. The Bills, who stink. I know the Bills um, still check out in a lot of ways, EPA per play, um, point differential. Uh, you know what I mean? Like I'm, But I'm, I'm out. Like, I've been out on the Bills all season long. Like, they did – my big take was, like, they did nothing to improve their offense. Like, last year they were like, oh, Gabe Davis will just be – the three touchdown a game machine and it didn't happen. And K doesn't and move it, the needle for you? I, no. I mean, like you know, two, it's just, two it, little pass catching tight ends that can't run block. It's it's so silly to me. And everyone like the the Bills, well, I wouldn't even say 20 minutes. The Bills, like three hours of like, you know, clout appears to be over. Like you were the table smashing, lovable underdog that became like a part of the big boy table, respect. But like you do not have the staying power that say the Bengals have in that capacity. But I will take them and, and lay the points. You know, the comparison I made with the Bills earlier this week was uh, 
like the not when not when it all fell off the rails from like McCarthy's Packers, but like a couple seasons before that, like 2014 ish, right? Where they were just very much like a finesse team running this shotgun offense that like clearly wasn't working or adapting in any sort of way. And they weren't doing enough in terms of talent acquisition to really like move the needle. That's what's Julius really peppers. Wow. Oh, Vaughn <laughs> Va- 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 is Julius peppers and Leonard Fournette is Eddie Lacy. There we go. Yeah. I mean, I'm just not a huge fan of the way the bills have built that football team. It feels like if you want to get, you know, down in the mud, dirty, this Broncos team might bring you there, right? They've been playing pretty decent ball in recent weeks after starting off pretty terribly. So I'm actually going to go Broncos here plus seven. I don't think that they're going to win, but I I like the chances of that one covering. The Broncos um, are going to be in our life a little bit uh, for a minute, Justice, because after this game, they're on Sunday Night Football against the Vikings. Although I think that game might be getting flexed. I'm not certain yet. We'll see, obviously. Um, they got a big fan base out west. I understand why look, they would want to put them on national TV. It would be hilarious if the Broncos won this game. Like to be clear, I'm rooting for this. You know what I mean? Because I'm yeah. I'm out on the Bills. Like it'd be so funny, and nobody would still blame Josh Allen. Um, so it, I'm kind of rooting for chaos at this point. Like it'd be really, really, really funny. And imagine the Russ speech after beating the Bills on Monday Night Football. You know what I mean? Like it would just. I want it. I want it so badly. Um, Scott Van Pelt interview. I'm ready for and, it. It would drop the Bills to 500 on November, what, 13th. That would be... I mean, the AFC East is wide open. Miami hasn't beaten anybody. We're still talking about the Jets, technically. I mean, I guess. um, Wow. Okay. So, uh, I hope you're right. Um, Okay, Justice, that does it uh, for TGI Football. My voice made it through. Um, Your mind made it through. We did it. We survived. How different do you feel as a person um, after this hour of conversation? (sighs) I'm a different person. It's the only way I could explain it. Mm, okay. Um, okay. As we leave justice, I would like you to give us one thing you promise to eat and one thing you promise to watch over the course of the weekend. And the one thing you promise to watch cannot be sports related. Ooh. One thing I promise to watch. What was that movie? Hey. Oh, the skulls. It was the skulls. The skulls. Yeah. I'm going with that. I'm going to write that down right now. One thing I promise to eat got a big box of uh frozen waffles egos that i gotta hit so at some point i'm gonna have to eat those this weekend are you doing like are you doing these barehanded are you no a knife? Was, okay. just, do you think i'm a savage no we go with powdered sugar get a little fruit on there that's the exact opposite of savage that's like that's finesse that's that's mike mccarthy's 2014 waffles bare hands is one of the craziest moves that you could do I mean, but like an ego, like I could, like you're on the run, comes out of the toaster. You know what I mean? Like I could totally see it. Not for me. All right, let's get out of here. Justice, give us two words. Packs up. <laughs> <laughs>